Hey everyone, I'm Frank Keith, and welcome back to Music Rookie. This week, I'm talking with Reed Watson, a founding partner at Single Lock Records. Launched in 2013 in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and recently expanded to New Orleans, Louisiana, Single Lock has released a litany of successful albums, EPs, and 7 inches from the likes of Lara Lynn, Nicole Atkins, Aaron Ray, Penny and Sparrow, Cedric Burnside, and many more. Reed's going to walk us through what a label release looks like, answer that ever-pressing question of how the hell do I get signed to a label? And he'll offer his advice to artists looking to take the next steps in their career. He was a drummer by trade, and that's actually how we met several years ago. Probably, gosh, almost 10 years ago now. Uh, He's a good friend of mine, and I've been keeping up with Single Lock over the years, and it seems like everything they touch turns to gold, at least from where I'm sitting. Uh, Reed might have a different opinion of that, but I'll let him speak to that as he's on the other side of the line. But enough rambling. Let's jump right in and see what Reed has to say. So let's start with the basics of you and Single Lock. Is it fair to call you guys an indie label? Absolutely. Um, and, and it's probably more of a specific sense of the word than most labels would. Um, I think that indie is sort of a word that pertains more to style these days than it does to actual like nuts and bolts. Um, I believe we are both. Um, we're, we're very small. We are independent. We're independently funded. Um, the only real thing that we have outside help on when it comes down to it is distribution. Um, and an independent distributor distributes distributes us, which is secretly distribution out of Bloomington, Indiana. Um, and so we're really proud, you know, uh, for the first time in a long time, every facet of what we do is a, uh, is an independent action. So that's pretty cool. Um, helps us not get lost in the weeds and, you know, stay focused on what really matters about this business. So, yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about A&R for a bit. I know that's a bit of an antiquated term, but what does that look like for you guys? How do you guys find new potential artists for your roster? And how big is your roster right now? Um, We have, let's see, probably around 15 active artists now. Um, We have six records coming out this year. Uh, It'll be... When we release everything this year, we'll, we will have released 53 releases in the length of the company's history, which is about seven years. Um, A&R is a weird thing. Uh, we're, we're different than a lot of other companies because we're run by musicians. And, you know, I spend most of my time on the road, as does most of the other folks around here. And so a lot of our A&R honestly just comes from seeing other bands play out in the world. Uh, and, you know, I mean, like I, I live in New Orleans now, um, but I go back and forth between New Orleans and Muscle Shoals. And, you know, I mean, especially for the Muscle Shoals contingency of the, of the label, I mean, there's not a lot of bands that come here to play a lot of shows, right? They come here to record and then they leave. It's just not, 
a large place. Uh, New Orleans is a little bit better for that, but A&R for us is, is who we see out in the world when we're out doing our other jobs. Um, and also, you know, I, I believe, I believe really strongly in the trusted source, you know, um, and my most trusted source are my friends like you, you know, like people that I know that, you know, I mean, if they're excited enough about something to share it with me, um, then we've probably got something worth talking about. Um, I try to respond to everybody that sends, you know, uh, cold calls to our, our info box and things like that. But I, um, we've never signed anything that way. Um, we usually either know somebody that knows somebody, or we happen to see something that's excellent. Um, and that's pretty much how that works. There's no real, there's no real process to it, but we tend to look for and, and respond to things that could exist in multiple genres. Um, we, we call this a post genre label. Um, I hate genres and things like that. I don't think that, you know, music that's interesting really falls into one box. And so that's what we're after. That's what we're looking for. Um, and usually, uh, that stuff finds you before you find it. So 53 releases in seven years might not sound like a lot to someone who's super green. It's a lot. There's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into each and every one of those releases. What does a release plan look like for you guys typically? Um, well, you know, I mean, uh, that many releases that's, that's full albums, seven inches, singles, things like that. Um, but all of those things have a process to it. Right. Um, I mean, we focus really hard on our full album releases, uh, physical and digital. So these days, especially in COVID, that's about a six month lead time that you need to make sure your product is manufactured and ready to go. Um, we sit down and like, I have these long questionnaires that I'll make our artists fill out, you know, like asking things from like, you know, what, what is your ideal piece of press to what's in your refrigerator or like what's in your closet? You know, just I'm trying, what I'm trying to do is sort of pick out what are some things and methods and ideas that we can use to help tell your story and help get people to understand what it is that you're trying to communicate through your art. And then we build a campaign around that, you know, I mean, and, and we bring in obviously publicity, um, rarely do we bring in radio these days. Um, but we do from time to time. Um, we'll get somebody to come in and shoot video photo, uh, you know, um, and all of this happens after, of course, the record's been made. And usually the records get made next door. We have a studio here in the Shoals, and that's usually where we make our records. But sometimes we go, you know, outside of here. Uh, like I just I just made a record with Cedric Burnside at Royal Studio in Memphis with Boo Mitchell. And we're really proud of that one. Um, you know, so it doesn't always have to be here. But all in all, from the minute somebody walks in the studio to the minute they have a record in their hand. I mean, that's usually about a year. Um, and we try hard not to rush it. Artists really want to get it out. And I totally get it because I'm a musician too. And I like to see our stuff out into the world, but 
these days you really need to take your time and make sure that all your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted. So you, you can, you know, I mean, get people to care because there's so much music in the world and there are so many reasons not to care. And so we spend a lot of time trying to pinpoint, you know, what are the 10 reasons why you should care about this and how do we best communicate that to people in 15 seconds? Because that's about how much time you have with anybody. Um, and that's hard. We've gotten better at it. Um, but it is not something that we have mastered and it's a group effort. We do that in consultation with our artists and, you know, with, with these full teams that we take a lot of care to, um, to build around musicians and artists that we feel like have something very special to communicate to the world. And that is a huge responsibility that we take very seriously. And, um, it is very, very difficult <laughs> to say the least. It is, it is a, it is a challenge every single time. Um, this year has been especially challenging, obviously, but it's also been sort of an opportunity because we're not touring. So we have time to put out six records this year, you know, maybe even more than that uh, because we're not out on the road and, Normally, I'm doing this work from the backseat of a van or from, you know, an airport lounge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, uh, I mean, I've taken conference calls on the drum stool during sound checks, just with earphones in, just listening on mute. I mean, it really, like, it's, it's a lot of multitasking. Um, but yeah, short answer, it's about a year. It's about a year process to, to, to fruition. So many people come to Rachel and I and publicity is like the only thing they want to pay for. And they just think, okay, uh, we're going to get in Rolling Stone and then we're good. We made it done. Or they'll want a label. They'll have the plan in place and they'll say, okay, we're going to put this on hold until we can find some label support. At which point, you know, we're thinking, yeah, well, the record, it's going to be next year at that point. Right. Yeah. I think platforms like this are really important because people don't, people need to be educated about what they're trying to do. You know I mean? Like the music business for so long has thrived on keeping artists in the dark so that they are beholden to you, you know? I mean, and you can't blame people for not knowing what to do. Um, I mean, one of the things that we've always tried very, very hard to do at single out not only is, do honest work for people, but also like educate. This is what we're doing. This is how it works. This is why it's going to take a little bit. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not comfortable with that or you don't feel good about that, well then, you know, do it yourself. I, I don't fault anybody for doing it themselves. I would do it myself. Um, but we're not a typical label. And that's, I think why we've been successful is because we approach everything with a hundred percent honesty. Um, it's a straight down the middle financial split all the time. And that's sort of, that's how we do it. Um, but you know, there is a, um, there, there is a real benefit to having experience and that is, you can save a lot of money with experience a lot, and you can spend a lot of money if you don't know what you're doing people will gladly take your money in this business and, and 
screw you over. And so one of the things I hope to sing a lot is and can be is sort of a, um, a buffer between that. It's sort of a safety net for artists who, you know, maybe, maybe we have artists who have tons of experience. We have artists who have zero experience, but we, we try to manage their careers, at least on our side of it, the same. And that is by, you know, how can we, we're not cheap, but we're not loose. You know, it's like, how can we take this $1 <laughs> that we have that, you know, it, it, we're lucky to have? And how can we make this, how can we spend this money in a way that would be worth it for this artist? Because the money we spend, the artist is spending too, at the end of the day. And so that stuff's really important to us. And, you know, I mean, like it's, people have to understand and, and, and learn and we're there to walk them through it the best we can. At the end of the day, we're trying to spread art and spread joy to people, right? We're trying to, you know, it's not really about dreams coming true. It's not about making it. It's about, it's about impacting people and leaving where you are better than you found it. That's what art and that's what art in my mind is about. That's how, that's how I get excited about it. And we could, I'm sure we could connive ways to make a lot more money than we do. Um, but I just, don't, we're not, I'm not that interested in that part of it. You know, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, when I'm dead and gone, there will be records that still exist in the world that we had a hand in. I think that's really cool. And that's not something you necessarily have to be on a label to do. Anybody could do that. It's just hard work. It's really hard work. And there's so much pressure involved in it because you're dealing with people's very most precious thing, you know? And so, and I know you feel that as a publicist too, you know, it's like, there's just so much writing on it for people. And, you know, I mean, this is, been doing this for like seven or eight years now and i've been playing music as long as i can remember and you know at the end of the day we're not we're not brain surgeons no one's gonna die um but any effort is good effort and it matters okay so lightning round real quick what would you say to an artist who's like okay we have to have a label to do this i would ask I would ask that artist, do, do you need a label? Why do you think you need a label? If the reason you think you need a label is because you need someone to flip the switch for you and do that magical thing that's behind the curtain that nobody understands how to do. Well, there, there isn't a magical thing behind the curtain. The magical thing is just really hard work and consistency with that work and that message. Um, so if you're looking for the magic key or whatever, that's not what a label does. And you will always be disappointed. Now, if you understand the mechanics of how music is released and you want a label involved to act as a bank, that's a good reason to have a label. We have much better interest rates than a bank um, and people need funding. This is a very expensive business still to sustain yourself in. If you are familiar with the process of 
getting really excited and putting your song up on Spotify and there being 18 plays over three weeks and wondering why things didn't work, you might want to get a label involved. Um, but honestly, at that point, I'd say you want to get a manager involved before you get a label involved. If, if you want to tap into accrued knowledge, I think that is a reason to be involved with a label because, you know, the music business is basically just, it's a business of relationships, you know, and people that have been doing this for a while, they have found the relationships usually that you need to tap into and they know who is legit and who is, you know, full of it. That's a very valuable thing to be able to draw from. You know, if you're the kind of guy or girl that can multitask and has a very, you know, solid and direct uh, idea and understanding of what they want to do and how they want to do it, how they want to release things, you, you may not need a label. Maybe you do have funding on your own. Maybe you don't want to have anybody else's voice in the process of putting your music out. I completely understand that. But I would caution that there are very few there are very few success stories down that line. There are a whole lot of stories of 28 Spotify plays in a month. You need, you need people around you. I, I believe like in the strength of community. And I think that's something that we try to provide here too. Uh, we want all of our artists to feel like they're a part of a community and a community where they can ask questions and they can tap into other bands knowledge and have a conversation and play shows together and, what worked on this one? Did this work at all? Was this bad? Was this good? You know, that, that stuff's really important. I just don't think, I don't think you should go necessarily seeking out a label. I think what I would, if, if I was telling an artist how to build it, I would say, keep doing it yourself until you literally can't do it anymore until you're overwhelmed. Because when you're overwhelmed, that's when you need help before that you really don't, you just need a good manager. Yeah. I, I think that's a good process goal to set. You know, there's there's that old cliche, like, all right, I'm going to put a band together. We're going to make a record. We're going to drive to L.A. with Tom Petty and we're going to get signed. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of stories like that. Um, you only hear about the good ones. Um, but, you know, I mean, like, I think and I'm, I mean, I, I, will, I will just say that I have seen. Um, I have seen what happens when artists hit the overwhelm stage and get stubborn and just think they can keep on doing that. And it usually falls apart. You know, um, there comes a point in anybody's artistic life where if, if, if enough people care about it, you need some help. And I think, I think that's why labels will always exist in some shape or form. Cause it's a lot of freaking work. Well, I appreciate you Reed. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, man, you got it. And there you have it. Thanks again to Reed for taking the time to chat with me. If you'd like to keep up with the happenings over at the label, navigate on over to singlelock.com. And thank you for listening. If you're interested in more insider information like this, be sure to check out our weekly newsletter. You can sign up for that on sweetheartpub.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified when the next episode drops. And if you have a specific question, feel free to tweet us at sweetheartpub or shoot me an email, 
frank at sweetheartpr.com. Now, until next time, go do something useful.